don't you test these besties. That's enough. Okay. Quite enough. <laughs> it's loud enough. Are you ready? Salutations. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dog. We are doing a film from last year. Oh my god, we it's twenty twenty four. It's gonna be the best year ever. I do feel it. What? Do you feel it? No. Figure yeah. your freaking life. Okay. So, 2024, mm-hmm. although when they hear this, it'll be fucking February or whatever, some bullshit. Something important, I have to tell you. Go on. In fact, I don't have to tell it to you. <laughs> I have to say something to you. <laughs> After I went on an impassioned tirade on the Coach Carter episode, yes. go back and listen, about Paramount Plus, <laughs> you went ahead and you were like, oh, I subscribe to it. <laughs> You betrayed I, me. I have good reason. I feel a lot like Napoleon in Egypt at this point. <laughs> I, I Josephine You've taken on shit. a new lover. I'm the sorry. mountain. Yes. <laughs> the little mountain. <laughs> taken on Yellowstone. Yeah. 1923. That's right. 1913. Uh-huh. 1883. 1922 even. 1823. I got all the years at Paramount. Taylor Sheridan <laughs> is like <laughs> just the fucking pitch machine where Paramount's just like... Taylor, Taylor, we've only made $7 of profit in the last fiscal quarter. What can you bring us? <laughs> He's like, check this out, Paramount Plus, 1853. What happened that year? Doesn't matter. I'll make it happen. More Bitch. cowboy hats. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, yeah, so you got Paramount Plus. So I got Paramount Plus. You betrayed me. I got a goddamn deal. You know I'm a sucker for a deal. deal. Yeah. Five bucks? Nothing is five bucks. Not even my, five bucks. Okay, so you've got it through the Amazon Prime app. So my hope is that Paramount is getting fucked by Amazon. <laughs> for the yeah. first time in my life, I'm cheering for Amazon at this point where I'm just like, I hope <laughs> you are you fucking Paramount Plus. Yeah. So much so that Paramount is like, we're going to shut down. We'll be your baby, daddy. We Bezos. shall release the talented Mr. Ripley to the general public. Yeah. <laughs> A second betrayal for you. Cause yeah. <laughs> all I'm doing is getting all the Paramount content and watching it alone. That's not true. I have your... I mean, I quite potentially might have the password to your accounts but we don't share them because we follow we pay the word for, of law yes we are lawful citizens we are lawful people spending we would never do that we would never share these things no we love to f- piss our money away totally. on stupid corporate ventures like this one yeah. time i had to spend four bucks and instead i spent five bucks that's how much hey. four bucks cost now yeah so a political deal. this is some political satire <laughs> content <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at that. 2024. <laughs> five bucks yeah, only. In 2024, our New Year's resolution is to be more political. That's right. We're gonna be we're gonna be full of just cutting edge satire. Yeah. Okay, here's my first one. Go on. Napoleon. <laughs> Bad ruler. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what's crazy about that? You know what's so insane about Napoleon being a bad ruler? Yeah. Today, mm-hmm. we also sometimes have bad rulers. rulers. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that crazy satirical? Isn't it <laughs> weird how we're like not glorifying bad rulers? I can't believe no one has hired me to be a late night monologue writer with this <laughs> type of material. Hey, you heard about the Napoleon hands. guy? <laughs> hey, you heard about Napoleon? <laughs> He's out here being bad as hell. <laughs> he was out here being a filthy little sex pig. He oink, is oink, oink. such a little rat. What a little rat, that guy. 
But not even in like a cute way. Just in a rat way. Not a mouse. Yeah. A rat. Rat. Yeah. Mm. You know what I found out? So, <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. Back it up. Welcome to <laughs> the dad ceiling where we talk about dad films. Yeah. Forget that dad market. We, we are a dad themed pod. I mean, we re- I mean, we saw Napoleon a couple months ago, but we also just saw Ferrari. That's Big right. dad energy on Big that dad movie. Energy. Good movie. Yeah. Better than Napoleon, I'd argue. But you know what? Of all the dads... Every dad except my own dad, <laughs> oh. who doesn't listen to the show because he's said, and I quote, "Nor mine." I dislike the content. <laughs> <laughs> my dear son, I hate it. It's like, son, I would listen yeah. if I liked what you did. <laughs> <laughs> respect, respect. You but that's the thing. I'm trying to get, but love the My guy. dad's a big satirist, yeah. so I'm trying to get more into the political satire. Uh, so, you dad, go. you're welcome. Okay, we will not talk about the color purple. <laughs> No, I'm I'm sorry, Dad. You're um, the low ceiling. I'm John, and I'm Pre. You're Pre. We're talking about Napoleon, 2023 film that yes, seems like half the world hates and half the other world is like, "Hey, why don't you chill the fuck out? It's all right." Yeah, definitely. Um, I like this movie. Me I don't too. think it's particularly good. You know what? Hot take. Here's my hot take. You have a hot take for later, but here's my hot take. Uh huh. Napoleon was the salt burn before salt burn. <laughs> Okay, yes. I like them both. It's the salt they burn are, for nerds. They're meaningless. Yep. And both are good. Yeah. Both are worth a watch. Fuck yeah. I saw go, both in theaters. How can anyone not want to watch a Ridley Scott film? You can go away f- after the film and be like, oh yeah, it was a lot of action and not a lot of whatever else that you, I wanted to see. Great. It was still a fun watch and Ridley Scott blows it out of the water in every battle scene when are people going to get it through their fucking thick skulls that ridley scott doesn't care about historical accuracy he doesn't give a single fuck clearly does not give a fuck now i'm i'm being a little flippant but he does give a little bit of a fuck but the dude is a fucking filmmaker. Do you mean like a little, like a little he, Napoleon he, fuck? You know what? He does like a little <laughs> oink oink under the table. Yeah. Little guy fuck. Um, Ridley Scott. He, so I watched a lot of interviews with him. Ridley Scott is a serious man. Yeah. And he takes his, he takes his work very seriously. Yeah. But I think that what he is doing is he wants to make a movie and okay, trying to fucking trying to fucking look up a Ridley Scott interview on YouTube these days is the mm-hmm. most annoying thing because half of the videos are just like all of the historians are very mad at Ridley Scott. And it's like, great, historians fucking do you go <laughs> this is like the one time of year that historians come out and they're like, um, I have a job actually, and I do this thing, and he was wrong about Napoleon. And it's like Dude. okay, write a fucking book about it, but shut your mouth. Ridley Scott is an entertainer. And he does not sacrifice the entertainment for the historical accuracy. And you know why lots of filmmakers don't do that? Yeah. Because it would be fucking boring as shit. 100%. And if you want to go see something very accurate or or very much, which is... Watch a documentary. Go to History Channel to see a moving painting of a chubby little dude. Seriously. No one cares about a tiny little Napoleon. Every book you read... Every documentary you see is Napoleon as a clever, just my God, what an intelligent uh, military guy who's, you know, best at riding the shortest horse. Congrats. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole point. He's best at riding Empress Josephine, too. The whole too. point of this fucking movie is that it just, it's about showing him as a goofy little guy. And of course, all of France is up in arms about, oh, how could you betray not one baguette joke. Stop. Well, I mean, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. The funniest thing to me was um, my favorite part after watching Napoleon is going to the R Napoleon subreddit. 
<laughs> yeah. And seeing Is that everyone, place popping off for the first time in 400 years? My God, raging. Yeah. Raging. <clears throat> Just like, what about the 4th, 5th, and 6th coalition? There is no mention of the Allied generals. It's like 2 out of 10 pointy elbows. Oh, I can't laugh. believe they missed the Allied generals. <laughs> not... Fuck. Oh, they got Wellington, but not Ballingston. Stop <laughs> it. We don't... Nobody... Babe, hold on. Admiral Ballington of the uh, Fifth Navy. <laughs> was, he was he was a big deal. He was tucked under. <laughs> yeah, he, he had big bows, afraid balls, and he was not <laughs> afraid to use them. Oh, you triggered. know what? There's there's a legend about a- Admiral Ballington. Yeah. That one time, one of his <laughs> sailors accidentally shoved one of his balls in a cannon. It was so big, and he thought it was a, a cannonball. That's my satirical content. <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of approaching these cutting edge <laughs> issues. <laughs> We're gonna get put on blast on our Napoleon. I, I, I fucking hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That's my entire okay. Love it. I find myself, as you maybe feel, it's like I stand up for this movie because it's a it's a fun movie and I liked a lot of it. Also, I thought a lot of it was fucking shit. I yeah. really, I did not like a lot of you this know, movie. You know why? I, I thought about that too, and I was like, what is it about this movie that made it kind of mm, middle for me? And it's not, of course, like the scene is great, the actors are good, la 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 la. It's the the main point of confusion for me is that I didn't really have anyone to root for. I don't know if there was an antagonist. I, like I, you kind of have to can hate I, everybody. Can I say? Can I say something about that? We we've talked about a lot of movies recently where, because we are not smart, except for when we get into cutting edge satire. Totally. But Hard. where we we kind of question the idea of like, what is this movie trying to say about? this thing yeah what's he trying to say and this movie is kind of like that like what does it have to say about napoleon and i have something interesting on that but this movie doesn't quite say enough about Mm -hmm. napoleon spends a lot of time on nap and joe as a couple (laughs) which i think was like just boring like i love vanessa kirby yeah and i just i thought that stuff was just kind of like the movie weirdly caromes from like long just like C level, like C grade scenes where you're just kind of like, yeah, fucking move along. And then some that are just like A plus. And you're just like, this is great. Yeah. And and obviously the whole fucking movie can't be like a battle sequence. Most of the good scenes in this movie are. Yeah. But like it's it's all like very well made. But there are like a lot of parts where you're just kind of like, yeah, fucking like let's But fucking it is move meant to be uh if if we if Ridley Scott is trying to go off on look at this little little tiny little freak who's got mommy issues look at this guy who's just so bad at loving one woman that they kind of have to hammer it home because otherwise they would have to show him as a great great like battle leader and he's not good at that either half the time no but he is that's what i'm more interested in that i'm more interested in delving into the idea of what makes him a great general what made him a great general did you get a catch did you yeah sorry i just have to clarify he's dead right napoleon died recently I was gonna say, <laughs> I have a note here that he's like he's kind of a joke and like he's a buffoon, right? In the movie, he's shown as a yes, guy his absolutely. wife hates him. Guess what? He's dead, and you can't hurt his feelings anymore. Yeah, true. And but also, like, if Ridley Scott were to make another movie about someone else, fucking Emperor Commodus, and if we were to call it Emperor Toilet, we would all still be up in arms, no matter what. The movie. It's about this guy, Napoleon, who is like he's a he's a kind of shitty at everything except being a military leader. Yes. And like it it pokes fun of him at him in a way. But it just never really gets to being like it's honestly, I gotta compare it again to fucking like burnt. It, but 
the what burnt is doing mm-hmm. sucks for that movie <laughs> yes but what it should have been what this movie was doing yeah oh that's and, a fucking and, great point and like the especially the note at the end where it like at the very end if you recall it says like over three million people died during this time yeah. period. It's like, yeah, that's the kind of the point is yeah. like he's really great at a thing that's very harmful in a time that was very volatile. Yeah. But they spend so much time on like, oh, you know, Josephine can't get pregnant and I have to marry somebody else. And I just kind of like I'm like, I don't care too much about that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, there's it just a lot of the muddles the film, in my opinion, even though we know because he's already a character you read about in school and la la la, the narrative is that he's this incredible leader who's very smart. In the movie, though, of course he's successful at all these battles, but the way he goes about it seems like it's through luck and through just accidentally making it or someone else saving his life 14 times before he... That's got to be a failure of the film then to really just show... Like, okay, I don't know a lot about Napoleon. As much as I, like, make fun of, like, history nerds who are, like, who are, like, shitting themselves about this movie, it's not like I know a lot about him. So I don't really care about the historical accuracy of this film. Maybe I'll read a book about it. it doesn't matter. Yeah. But but that sounds like what what you're identifying is, like, a failure of the film to really explain what makes, like, the Battle of Austerlitz, the way it's depicted, what makes it so so important you know because it it, i don't somehow know. magical yeah. even because like yeah. despite this idiot they won this thing despite his clumsiness they won this thing so it to me napoleon came across as just this goof but i think i think with Aus- with austerlitz like that's clearly like meant to show the like masterfulness of his yeah. like anticipation of what's going to happen yeah I don't know how accurate that shit is, but like, and then even the the first the Battle Waterloo. of Toulon, the one, oh. no Waterloo he loses, but <laughs> Toulon, Toulon, the first the, yeah. when he like it, uh, takes the fort and then blows up the British ship and stuff, and like yeah okay I get it, it's not accurate but whatever, but like I wish that this movie is so long, and I wish that they got more into that. There is a four hour version. Let's talk about something, okay? Okay. I want to talk about, first off, I want to talk about a review that I read. Yeah. That actually enlightened me a little bit about this movie. And then I want to talk about the director's cut. Go okay? on. Yeah. So I read this review. Um, it's in, it's the Rolling Stone review and it's by David Fear. Mm-hmm. And it's called uh, Ridley Scott's Portrait of an Emperor is a Total Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, I yeah. was kind of, honestly, I was a little skeptical reading this because the, the, buzz buzzy title i was like oh what okay but this this the point of this review i thought was like really interesting he posits that it's like does ridley scott see himself in napoleon and is there some sort of like hero worship to the great man that was napoleon ridley scott like it's kind of feels that way in some regards and then in other regards no ridley scott also sees him as this buffoon who can be yeah. like good at the, good at this one thing and not good at other things? You know, Ridley Scott, famously a prickly uh, interview giver, who tells the French to fuck off if they <laughs> criticize him and oh, things classic. like that. Yeah. Which every every the greatest the the second greatest thing about getting a new Ridley Scott movie is the uh, press cycle of Ridley Scott <laughs> going around telling people to shut their fuck fucking mouths. So, yeah, my film. the review posits this idea that it's like, does Ridley Scott see himself like this? Right, mm. and then he has this quote where he's like, he's like. The portrait of an empire is not just the portrait of an egoist or an eccentric, but as a total fucking douchebag. Any whiff of Scott's hero worship, inherent or otherwise, goes poof. Yeah. So the movie, like, at first it's, like, kind of dragging you into this being, like, is this man, the director, identifying with this man, the emperor? Mm-hmm. But then the deeper we delve into his psyche, the more you're just kind of, like, 
No, because because the way Joaquin Phoenix portrays him is like he's a buffoon. He's a blowhard kind of, yeah. you know, and interestingly, I watched this interview with Ridley Scott where he the interview asked him, he's like, what was it? What was Joaquin Phoenix like when he came into this project? Like, what was it like working with him? And Ridley Scott said, like, Joaquin's greatest strength is that he is so insecure. And mm. he's like, it's not a weakness. It's his strength. Mm-hmm. So every day. Joaquin would tell me how much he didn't want to be there (laughs) and and was like I don't want to do this I'm not sure if I can do this and every day I would have to coax him into being like no you have to be Napoleon yeah and that comes through like do you agree with that like it comes through in the performance 100% because again like if it wasn't for him I don't know if the movie would be as fun to watch it's especially fun seeing him trip over himself like scene after scene. Yes. Even when he's successful, you're like, whatever, idiot. Like the, <laughs> You the, got like, lucky. The unintentional comedy or not of his personal foibles is like part of the joy of the film. Facts. It's this weird, I, I think it's like kind of a brilliant juxtaposition of like how in control he is. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I wonder if like, if it had maybe 10% more humor than this movie, I don't know if Ridley Scott would have wanted that. But maybe then it would have been easy to digest for historics. Maybe. Or other audiences who were like, boo, and 40% people who hated it. I Do you do you think that some of the reception of the film is that there is like, some parts of this movie are kind of like seemingly unintentionally funny? Yeah. <laughs> Something I found hilarious about the film <laughs> yeah. is when Napoleon decides that he wants to have sex with Josephine a couple oh, times. Yeah. He just like, he goes at it in such a crazy frantic manner yeah. that it's like quite honestly it's very funny <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> and, excellent but like our theater was a yeah. little bit like <clears throat> that's i mean yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like that's really funny he's very yeah. he's very much making pig noises he's grunting at her from behind her and being like I'm yeah coming, I'm coming like to get you. like he he seemingly like makes this joke where he's like oink oink and then he approaches her and then he fucks her like he's I don't. Like he's got to go to battle. Yeah, like he's he's got to get it done in like fifteen seconds That's so that it. he can go. Yeah, get yeah. back to doing what he does best, which is not Killing fucking his people. wife. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I want to just one more quote. This is a kind of a long quote from this this um this review, but I I did like it. So David Fear, like he wasn't totally into this film, mm. and like gave it. He was very critical critical of it, which is totally fair. I I agree with everything you kind of said, but he has this quote at the end where he was like. What you're left with isn't a legacy, an insight into a complex Napoleon, or even a treatise on how the ego of one can wreck the lives of many. Instead, you find yourself mulling over an incoherent epic, one whose shortcomings aren't trying to make up for stature or status, but arise from an uncertainty of perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. You, you begin the film chuckling over the idea that Scott might see something of himself in this legendary tyrant. You leave wondering whether he just views this historical strongman as nothing more than an excuse to dress up actors and blow shit up. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. Yeah. I agree, but that's also what makes it fun. Oh, well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Is much like Saltburn, yeah. is like, maybe we shouldn't try to dig too much into what this film is supposed to mean. Exactly. And just enjoy dressing people up and blowing shit up. It reminded me of, uh, again, another Phoenix character from gladiator Gladiator. Uh, and and where commodus is obviously just like one note bad guy villain yeah villain bad guy does bad bringing similar energy i think and then but 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 russell crowe is very much good guy so there's no gray area he's the titular gladiator good guy tm and so 
is that what people would have probably expected to see in Napoleon is that you either show him as a good guy or a bad guy, not a silly guy. Well, you yeah, showed him as a goofy exact, guy. Exactly. And yeah. that is like harder to digest because that makes him more human. That makes him more of like a relatable rat. Yeah. People wanted a fucking none of that duality of man shit. They just no great. But I also I, I there I think there is like something this movie gets at that is hard to digest what you're talking about is like the fact that you're like the guy was good at this one thing which is awful yeah but you also kind of have to be not a totally all there person to also be great at this type of thing to have this be your the great work of your life Mm -hmm. is how incredible you are at murdering a bunch of people in war i don't know what the problem is it's like if any other military leader, if we are to create a movie, is the shortcoming that he wasn't portrayed as great? Well, I don't know. Like, maybe. maybe. Is it, like, such a bad thing to just be like, look at this little fuck monster, and that's all he <laughs> is besides killing a bunch of people? Great. No, I think every movie should actually be, like, the premise is, hey, look at this little fuck monster. I, feel like I think more movies are kind of suffer from not being about that yeah you know i thought i honestly for the longest time thought that lilo and stitch was about hey look at this little hawaiian fuck monster (laughs) turned out to be a little bit a little koala bear who hangs out with a young girl and it's like come on dude monsters inc same thing koalas chlamydias the guy's got that dude's got one eyeball he's got one other body part too that's true (laughs) (laughs) just like hitler (laughs) (laughs) wow ah Hitler had two. Not a direct. Yeah. Did we? Okay. Man. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is the director's cut, which has not been released at the time of recording. Right. Uh, This movie is still in theaters, Mm -hmm. even though we saw it back in November. It's had a very long theater run. And Ridley has said that there's going to be a four hour, 10 minute director's cut available straight on uh, the second worst uh, streaming service Apple TV plus the only other bad one being Paramount plus okay (laughs) (laughs) actually look I'll concede this to Paramount plus yeah Apple TV plus is a lot worse Uh, dog shit yeah Apple TV plus sucks ass Do you want to watch one program a year get Apple TV Plus? Apple, shut up and dribble your iPhones, okay? (laughs) Shut up and dribble your iPhones. I want to talk a little bit about director's cuts. Go on. Because as we well know, the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut is probably the best one of all time, in my opinion. Definitely. Ridley Scott has established himself as like the king of director's cuts, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think this this director's cut will be better than the original, the full cut? Do you Definitely. really? Do you There's think not so? going to be any downfall. What are we going to miss? Not more battle scenes or not more weird fucking. I feel like most of this movie already sort of feels like a Sofia Coppola's Josephine cut to like. That's an insane thing to say. <laughs> couldn't there's, be more different. There's so much Josephine, dude, in this. Yeah. I, this is just a Josephine but, but, film for a great. But deal. Vanessa Kirby is like one of the greatest living actresses. Sure. Like you have to I'm have not her it's a, a bunch. bad thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just going to be a lot of. There's two big people you got to see in this movie. One person is most of them. In a four-hour yeah. cut, yeah. you might get more of that. I would like to see it, but I, I do kind of wonder if like, because, okay, Kingdom of Heaven, the original cut was like, people were like, wow, this fucking sucks ass. That's and then what, Ridley yeah. was like, well, if I had made it the way I wanted to, I would make it. Then he did. And people were like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Us, like, I even think maybe we overrated a lot, but I truly do think it's like the best director's cut because it's a banger. it makes a shitty movie into a potentially great film. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of director's cuts don't do that. Mm-hmm. And the difference in quality between the Kingdom of Heaven 
theatrical verse director's cut is so vast. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that will happen with this movie as well. Because Ridley has like been trusted to do it. He did the same with Blade Runner. Like it's not un, un like it's, yeah, not unheard of. Yeah. But like I was thinking about other director's cuts in great great or other director's cuts. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a couple of them. So we know Kingdom of Heaven is great. Blade Runner has been like the there's like the definitive cut. I think it's called the final cut. Yeah. Which is the only one I've actually seen. Mm-hmm. And it's like purported to be like the best version. You and I, we watched the uh Apocalypse and Our Redux. Right. Now Oof. Coppola yeah. does not think that's the definitive version. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He prefers the theatrical cut because okay. he thinks Redux is too bloated. I can't compare. I've only seen the Redux. Yes. And I can only really remember seeing Redux a lot. Like, I, yeah. I don't have enough memory to really think of. Like, I never yeah. I wasn't alive back then. But when it's going to be so, like, epic of this nature, don't you want it to be as immersive as possible? If something can turn into, like, a three-episode miniseries for me, oh, but okay, ugh, magic. Okay, so here's, here's where oh, I want to... There's one more director's cut that we have seen that truly improves upon the original from what i've heard mm-hmm. once upon a time in america we saw right. the directors right. the the i think it's i don't know if Three, it's called the director's four, cut yeah. but it's like the theatrical cut of that movie was mm-hmm. apparently like a huge fiasco because mm-hmm. people were like what the fuck this sucks <laughs> and then sergio leone re-cut re- it yeah and he released a cut that was like people much like kingdom of heaven were like this might be like a masterpiece of its time yeah and we saw it and it was great that movie is crazy it's very good but it's like there's a couple moments in it where you're like oh we get oh okay that's happening oh my god he's that's a nice that's a nice first date really good first date robert oh robert um good movie but fucking bad robert surprising yeah let's get into kind of like the lesser ones that i feel star wars we all know Star Wars was not so much director's cut, but it was like re-edited by George Lucas. Yeah. He added in special effects. Everyone hated it at the time. <laughs> I have actually only ever seen those. Okay. Uh, so I don't really care about them. There's an extended cut of Midsommar. Really? Yeah. And I would never watch that because oh I God. don't know how much more of that movie I, feel I like could already really take. it's quite long. Yeah. It's, it's about nine hours long. The so, theatrical yeah. one... <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. You, you know, we. I understand the hype. The good is good, but the the length stop. It doesn't need to. It's be a very. More, it's a really long and slow film. More of a, a torture. My, and I've heard that a lot of the parts that lengthen the mo- the movie are like another fucking Scandinavian meal that they're having or whatever. Right. Like, like it's it's a lot of that stuff and. It's. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to turn into a Bo's Afraid. If you make it any longer, it becomes more insufferable. I mean, I will give credit to Bo's Afraid. Bo's Afraid is a, is a lot quicker of a film than Midsommar. Midsommar is better. But, really? But like, I think Bo's Afraid is like at least moves through some scenes, whereas like Midsommar is like a lot of the parts I hate about Midsommar are like, mm. all right, we're going to watch this like Scandinavian ritual, and it's going to take thirty minutes of your time. I. But then that's what Bo's Afraid did with like different media if it does a puppet show and a little that bit. shit lasts for 20 minutes then some but of that like, is worth i cutting. still think a lot of it is like well here's here's my feeling here's my feeling about bo is afraid there are parts that they spend a lot of time on that i just don't like yeah midsummer is just kind of like yeah i like this but fucking move it along here's to like, four more let's, like like this. let's let's have some plot right. Here, right? Right, right 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 if i had my way the extended cut would be like instead of just those two people committing suicide off the cliff it would be like 30 more just like <laughs> woo <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> just parachute skirts intercut yeah. with like Florence Pugh like looking like screaming and then what? just all of these people like a big pile of Wait. these people some just and then, end up living at the end yeah like one one like bounces on top and then he's like <laughs> I'm still alive and then he runs up and like jumps off again <laughs> I'm still alive down here I want the potatoes that's my Scandinavian <laughs> oh, accent um, it's perfect we have to talk about my most controversial take about Go. an extended cut oh boy I don't like the Lord of the Rings extended editions. What? I think they, every scene of the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, every time I notice them, because I saw them in theaters. Okay. Every time I notice the extended cut, I'm like, I can see why you cut that. I can completely understand why you cut that. And I just, I don't think a lot of that stuff is worth keeping in the film. You see, I have no memory of ever seen anything but the extended cut yeah because you didn't see them in theaters did you no yeah. and i wa- <laughs> you are a philistine a young person <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah i i saw it only 10 years ago for the first time wow. so i was already in my 20s when yeah, i saw 23. it for the first yeah. time yeah so watching that already that i saw it in german too so it was like english subtitles yeah so first time watch for lord of the rings which is already the extended cut banging to be fair though too when you watch them like people are like oh we should watch the extended cut the the uh return of the king is like three hours and 40 minutes and you're just like coming yeah. from bollywood you're like that's really short actually I yeah think. i was you're like, like that's a really like crisp a fun... we, can we watch two in a day because that's like <laughs> and you goddamn yeah. right i did because then i like, watched all three the same day and it was you were like wait it's three hours and 40 minutes. How many songs do they have? And they're like, none. And you're like, well, why not? Well, that's because they do the <laughs> battles in song form, babe. God. Bollywood is fucked. Fucked with joy. But, okay, so I've I've just never really liked the Lord of the Rings extended cuts. I, I, I don't... Because you know the difference and you're like, I could have done without it. It's more of like... It's not that I... I know the difference. I'm very familiar with the theatrical cuts because I had them on DVD. Mm-hmm. The extended editions, I just don't find them very compelling. There's no value. Like, at- well, it's it is like it's like Bo is afraid of Midsummer. It's like a matter of taste. Like I just don't find the stuff in them that interesting. Gotcha. I think I can think of like one standout scene from Fellowship that mm. that is like warrants its inclusion. Mm. But every single one of them, I can be like, if Peter Jackson told me every reason why he cut those, yeah. I would be like, Peter, I hear you, and I get why you cut that. <laughs> right. Like one scene in Return of the King that people point out a lot mm-hmm. is the mouth of sauron wh- when do you remember that he he's he just comes out at, before the battle at the gate yeah and he talks and he's got the teeth and he smiles he's got the big teeth he can't see his eyes and then aragorn cuts his head off yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that scene mm. i just don't think it's in the book it's from the book and i get that mm. but i just don't think it really works very well in the yeah, film yeah 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 yeah, if it's and not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's my very controversial take. Wow, damn. Yeah. But Napoleon. Napoleon, instead of three hours, 90 minutes, whatever length, it's now four minutes, four hours and several minutes. It would it would still be nice to see some of those like hollow bits where you don't really get the character's motivation or if you don't understand why this scene proceeds on to yeah. more of the same. That would make sense if there's better connectors, if it's like oh my God, this like bedroom scene went on for an hour 10. Maybe there's two battle scenes between it that were cut. You just you just want to see Joaquin Phoenix like vigorously doing Vanessa Kirby I from behind see... for like four, 40 more minutes. <laughs> just Vanessa's Kirby's are out here <laughs> and I would like to pay respect to them. All I'm saying is 
there there's so many parts that feel like man this is going on for a minute it might be that they're in the director's cut there is something that connects it uh, yeah i really have and to that's like, the shit i want to see i i would really have to hear people be like oh the director's cut is like well worth watching before yeah. i actually like dove in and watched it because it's a real commitment you know like four hours man i don't know fucking apple God fucking sucks apple. it's just great i don't I, i'm just so happy that i didn't get to see a fucking success story because i don't want i don't want a great big hero i want a shitty little guy yeah like napoleon who's I, whatever the fault of the movie like it is not joaquin's fault that he's the way he is it's not ridley scott's fault for making him no a character i think i think this movie is like it's never not entertaining in a weird way and and like some scenes are boring for sure but like it never like lost me it always like no. kind of kept me and i think that's why it kept me because i want to know what other insecurity this little like, fucker has lots of lots of reviews i read like there were people who were just like oh this movie is just bad and i'm like i yeah. don't really think it's bad because it's like yeah ridley is still like a, a very very good filmmaker it can still oh my god i can't believe we didn't even say this is the beginning of scott fest because next week we're doing tony scott again Woo-hoo! back in scott fest but welcome back to scott fest fuck it fuck, fuck you it. fuck you apple god damn it <laughs> bullshit <laughs> never getting your service unless i really want to watch this movie's director's cut. yeah 100%. do you want to talk about the plot let's talk about the plot um it's about napoleon so that's the plot and <laughs> <laughs> no. um, perfect I want to. I don't want to go too deep into this because, because I'll get the old historians guild after me, and oh you know how intense they are. So in the French Revolution, we meet Napoleon. He watches Marie Antoinette get her head cut off. That didn't really happen. I know that for sure. But you know, it's that, and then he wants to establish himself as a commander of yeah. men. He's a Corsican. He's a little Corsican fuckboy, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so he uh, takes over, he participates in the siege of Toulon where he takes over this fort from the British. Mm -hmm. He blows up a British frigate and then people are like, hey, you're really good at this. Hey, you did the blowing up. He's like, hey, I know. There's a scene in this too, which I thought was the first indication of like this movie is going to be a little weirder. Yeah. When his horse gets shot. Yes. It takes a cannonball to the belly. I have to fucking call out something. I was I read reviews of this as I do with a new movie because like I want to steal other people's thoughts and Great, you and pass them off as my own. Yeah. And I read this review in Esquire magazine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not a journalist. I don't know what fucking people on fucking Twitter think about Esquire magazine these days. But I've read a few things by them about stuff that I've I'm familiar with. Uh-huh. Every time they get a fucking thing just blatantly wrong. And I'm just like, were you not paying attention to the movie you were hired to review? It's ridiculous. What did they do? This fucking guy, he was like, he was like, oh yeah, it's like really weird. His horse gets shot and then he pulls out the cannonball to keep as a souvenir. And then, what? hold on. And then in the comments, no, 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 no. Sorry. The guy was like, his horse gets shot and he asked someone to pull out the cannonball to keep as a souvenir. And I was like, that's not correct. That's not and then in the comments, another guy was like, no, he pulls it out himself. And I was like, that's not correct either. He <laughs> pulls it out and he sends it to his mom. <laughs> also, he does that's, it after the battle is over. Yeah, he digs a cannonball out of his horse's chest yeah. and says, send this to mother. He gives yes. it to his... It's it's so annoying because that the review was like, no, it's way more interesting than you're giving it credit totally. for. Because like, it, it's such an interesting scene. His horse gets... It's very gross. His it's horse fantastic. gets like 
full on in the chest. Then he pulls out the cannonball. He hands it to his brother who's with him. He says, send this to mother as a souvenir. It's a fucking great moment. Mm -hmm. It is really, truly a fucking cool moment. Which is excellent because after his horse takes the cannonball to the chest, uh, he falls out the horse. He's like stumbling through it. And for a while, he just seems to be lucking out because by not getting hit. Someone is in the way. He's like deep in it. He's like kind of in a daze. Not even a good aim. He can't get a fucking shot right. I don't know if it's because of the, you know, cannonballs ball to the chest, but it makes it seem like he's not a good fighter. I don't think, I think that's kind of the point though, is that okay, he's, good, he's good. he came up with the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but the unfortunate scary aspect is he's got a fight too. Right. And it's like, he's like oh, God and, damn it. No, yeah, horse, no like, nothing. I have to say, like, at this point when I was seeing this, I was like, this scene is fucking awesome. Yes. The whole every I, every fucking battle. Spoiler: scene. Every ba- every battle scene Fuck, is fucking blows great. Blows it out of the gut. A lot of the film also is like it's it's a shame we're doing this so late because it's like you got you should try and see this in theaters if you want to at all. It is yeah, phenomenally filmed. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is shot in Malta, and it's like just these beautiful like narrow streets and mm. stuff, and like it's just so fucking cool. Like this this scene and and other battle scenes are just amazing. There's another scene specifically that I think a lot well, about. I, I think I know what yeah. you're talking about too. So after that, like more fucking French history shit. The the French Revolution ends. The reign yeah. of terror starts. Yeah. He meets uh, Josephine. She was uh, a former Prisoner. aristocrat who was imprisoned and then freed from the prison. Mm-hmm. I think she's got her head shaved, and then he meets her and she they become madly in love and he becomes a horny little fuck boy. Yeah. A horny Corsican fuck boy. Yeah. After just being rat. a normal Corsican fuck tiny boy. Little rat. Yeah. Tiny little fuck rat. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And Vanessa Kirby is really good in this. I don't think maybe the director's cut will remedy this, but I don't think her role is particularly fleshed out. Pretty hollow. You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that's why maybe you need a director's cut to give this person more substance. Can I, yeah. Can I give an, a, a comparison? Yes. Eva Green. There you are. In Kingdom, in Kingdom of, Heaven. of Heaven. Yes. That she looks she's back at it. Terrible in the original cut. No. And then in the director's cut, you're like, she's fucking incredible. She might be Which the best is, role in the film. What a yeah. fucking loss that like a director doesn't have say in how their movie ends up shaping the character at the end of the day. Like um, Because what a day and night for Ava Green's character in Kingdom of Heaven to go from this shallow slut to like a mother grieving her dying child. Wow. I'm really gonna call her the ass word. I, I just mean like, yeah. who, like that is the wrong assumption that she is like a you know just a whore. But it's like, no, I dude, wonder. She's got motivations. I, I, it's funny. I didn't do this research when we did that episode. Go back and listen. Kingdom of Heaven is awesome. Banging. But like, I really wonder what happened because Ridley was like he was still a big deal in 05. Yeah. And I, I really wonder what happened where it was like. I mean, I think it also speaks to the. The fucking difficulty of making a goddamn movie, yeah. especially under a big, um, a big studio or whatever. It's like yeah, they yeah. they do want control, and and also like, as we've seen with a lot of the blank checks, a lot of filmmakers have been given to make movies. Mm-hmm. That sometimes is like sometimes you need people to control them, yeah, so that they don't make like ridiculous over the top pieces of shit. Right. No. I don't mean this literally, but like Bo is afraid kind of is like bloated. Well, you get two yeah. major hits and like, then it's like, I'm going to fuck around with this one. Yeah. Really and, and even <laughs> He's like, like this movie's for me and not for the audience. 
it's 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 kind of a weird catch 22 where it's like with ridley and kingdom of heaven you could be like well the studio wanted it under a certain length and they could only do this so yeah. he, cut, he had to cut like huge parts of it and then the movie ends up being shit and it's like well fuck the studio and then i think you don't hear about the situations where like a very skilled producer or a very skilled something or rather in the system yeah. was like hey maybe we need to do this to make this film better and it actually works exactly. because nobody wants to believe that the director is not the ultimate auteur which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like I, I don't know what I'm saying about it. But it, it feels no. like a bit of a catch-22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like it's so funny that Ridley, it's like seemingly Apple. Because Apple, Apple clearly doesn't give a shit about like making money with Apple TV+. Plus. Because yeah. if they did, they would make they good would things. Make good programs. Yeah, they would be like, oh, we should make good things that people want to watch. <laughs> um, but, like, but with Scorsese and Ridley, they're both being, they're both getting appled right now. Like Ridley release it under three hours in theaters but we'll give you a director's cut yeah and it's kind of like well just give them the director's cut i know but then again during the holidays people aren't going to want to spend four hours at the theater i think i think the number would scare people off already uh, definitely three yeah, and yeah. a half hour plus runtime but is- okay here here's the thing here's a question going on the director's cut mm. if it is re-released in theaters would you go see it in the theaters yes no the director's cut i wouldn't i would I think, and I know why you would, because like you do, it's, it's too much of a a commitment for me to want to enjoy the missing parts to sit through. Try getting laid off, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll have time. I think, I think the big, the, one of the big reasons I enjoyed Kingdom of Heaven is that I got to just like sit in my home and watch it. Yeah. And, And you know, you can like. Go pee when you want. Like you can, you can. Yeah, pop. true. It's long, true. man. I gotta go get up and walk around for two minutes and then come back. To yeah. It. But then that makes it feel way more immersive than. But being trapped at the cinemas for four hours. But something like um, Killers of the Flower Moon didn't feel like you were trapped there, right? Because it really good fucking movie. Really good movie. Clearly, and like, it, Killers is just under three hours, right? But it doesn't. I, wa- I wasn't bored, but you know what? Could have been shorter, man. Yeah, I think so too. And and I, I think that about The Irishman and I love The Irishman. Yeah. But there's something satisfying about like sitting through those epics at the at the cinema and being like, man, that was worth it. Something I didn't feel with Bo is Afraid, which is like Not at all. an epic life. I was right? so, <laughs> so angst, anxious to move and just like, and that's two hours in. Yeah. And then knowing yeah. that, Oh God! It's there's so much time left yeah. still. He only just fucked what's her face, and it's, there's still forty five minutes only, left. He's not even afraid yet. He hasn't even fucked his mom. God damn it! <laughs> he doesn't even know fear yet because his yeah. mom hasn't arrived. Wait till his dad's balls. <laughs> yeah. are alive. Ray, currently, Bo is just fine. Bo is fine. <laughs> yeah, for like two and a half hours, no. he's, too, he's fine. God damn it! Man, we brought up that movie a lot. Salty. Fucking, yeah, I gotta rewatch it. Anyway, you're um, brave man. You're a brave man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he marries Josephine, heads to Egypt. Uh, he fires his cannon on the pyramids, which people were all like, he didn't do that. Oh, he didn't even hey. mention Spain. Spain is a big part of Napoleon. Hey, he never did that. I'm a historian and what I know. What about the other coalition? I'm trying to justify my profession. Nobody cares about what I think until I get a 10 minute segment on Newsnight Weekly or whatever the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Historians. 
fuck you. Bye, guys. And then <laughs> there's there's a great scene where he uh, looks at the mummy. thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. A total improvisation, a total accidental kind of charm where he stands on the thing to look at the mummy. Apparently, I think it was an accident that the mummy like moves, oh. which I thought that was re- very very cool. interesting. Yeah. Very cool. And then he finds out that Joe is getting sex pigged by someone else. Not another pig. And he heads back to France yeah. to be like, hey, don't do that. And she was like, okay. Um, throughout, JK did it again. <laughs> yeah, throughout <laughs> this whole time, they're trying to have a kid, but um, they can't. They can't do it. Uh, Vanessa Kirby's character, Josephine already has two children. While in prison, another way to kind of stay safe was to allow men to give make. She doesn't have children. She's got two. She's kids. infertile. No, she's two. She got two kids in when they even meet. When okay. she's like invites him over to her aristocratic home, she's like. These but she are. is infertile. Well, we don't know if it's his genes. Yes, we do. We find out. because oh. he impregnates the. Mistress. Oh, the other missus. Because <laughs> right. his real cool mom is like, hey, uh, why don't check. you try impr- okay. knocking this chick up? Maybe that's it. It's some real cool emperor yeah. shit. Damn. Speaking of which, he kind of throws a coup and becomes the crowns himself the emperor of France. Perfect. So that was a good um Great. The thing funny, is funny. most of the most of the scenes outside of France I find kind of boring. But I really like the scene where he actually does the coup and then he like it's in the trailer if you see where everyone's pointing the guns at everyone and he's like should we vote (laughs) and it's like it's such a fucking good scene and then when he like puts the he like gets impatient puts the crown on top of his His laurels and stuff thought that was very cool well he is a narcissist and all that stuff is plain to see and it's great i gotta say i like i really love joaquin in this and i don't like joaquin a lot as an actor i'm not a big joaquin fan i think i said it in the <clears throat> but it was a great episode. But I really think he's fucking perfect fucking in this it, role. I he's think he's great. excellent. Yeah. Uh he heads to uh fight the Austrians and the Russians in the Battle of Austerlitz. Sure. One of the more like striking sequences. It's like I, I love Ridley Ridley and me really connect on the the uh cold blowing snow in the gray landscape oh kind of God. vibe. Which Any I just battle. think is like, oh, mm. he he does it in he does it in Gladiator and he does it in Kingdom of Heaven. That like those digital snowflakes that he does yeah, are so yeah. beautiful and perfect. Such a big fan. And I just love that like <laughs> that dry snow in the barren landscape yeah. is so sick. And then in the battle, the battle scene. I mean, it's not even worth explaining. It's so fucking cool. It's fantastic. Um, That's all. You again, need to know. not accurate. I don't think, but really, really well sick. done. Is that the one on ice? Yeah. I mean, that's the shit. That's that the is shit. the shit. They're a battle on thin ice, guys. Literally. Okay, so like all of this is filmed. This is shot by Darius Wolski, who is like one of the greatest cinematographers yeah. alive. Oh my god! And right. just the the grayness, which I saw someone brought this up in like a, a review, and I don't remember which one, but I was like, that's that's such a good idea. Is like the kind of like grayscale, saturated landscape, mm-hmm. and everything. And then the cannonball is like going through the ice mm-hmm. and then the blood is, is it's like such a fucking visual delight. And yeah. it's like, it's so like frightening and scary. And then there's even like the scene at the end where the guy falls through the ice and then the, um, you see the, the horse, the Holy Roman empire flag or whatever the, oh, um, yeah, yeah. the Habsburg flag or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is as it like kind of flows down into the water. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking like an underwater shot so of, cool. Of it pulling yeah. them down. Yeah. 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 It's a very, very uh, striking sequence regardless of like what the fuck is going on. I yeah. mean, my God, like even if you've seen the movie once, it's worth throwing on just on mute and watching the rest of the cinematic stuff. It's so visually 
stunning. Yeah. Like it truly, truly oh, easy, is. Yeah. Easily, easily. Yeah. So are so is Vanessa Kirby. Also, she is also stunning. visually stunning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she always has been. I love Vanessa Kirby. Love her. One of my favorite actors. Okay. Afterwards, he um, kind of sets a truce with uh, the Austrian emperor, but not the Russian emperor, yeah. Alexander. Uh, and then his mom shows up about midway through the film and is like, hey, knock up this girl and see if you're actually infertile. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, that would be fun. And then he does. <laughs> and then it turns out, so she's infertile. So he divorces yeah. her and he... Uh, he <laughs> quasi imprisons her in like a mansion <laughs> uh, yeah. where she sits wistfully for the rest of the movie and wishes for him to come home mm-hmm. he uh he's like well i'm gonna marry some other woman and have kids got it and babies. then i gotta head out because i gotta invade russia mm-hmm. which is very like even i know a little bit about it. it's very famous when he invades russia i think the best scene in the film is when they're walking through empty moscow oh my god and when he goes into the the church and it's the throne the throne thing or whatever is covered in pigeon shit yeah and then when they burn it that whole sequence is phenomenal i they don't burn it it. the russians burn it the russians burn it down they're just like well if we can't have it no one should have it so fuck you yeah fantastic napoleon was very impressed with that apparently that is historically accurate that napoleon was like Wow, these guys are real G's. I mean, yeah. these fucking dorks, man. They want historically accurate movie. No one in this movie has a French accent. They all have a British accent. Yeah. So what is up with the accuracy shit? Nobody is doing the ha 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 either. I don't think any of the fucking principal actors are French. No, no, no. <laughs> if we watch Ferrari where everyone does an Italian accent. Okay. Can we just <laughs> say one thing about Ferrari, though? Yes. Adam Driver is so good in that yes, fucking movie, he dude. Is. He's fucking great. He's like... <laughs> I was this, like, is this an Italian? It's a movie. Great. It's a movie where it's like, okay, Italy, I love you as a country. Yeah. And I understand if you're just like, this is ridiculous that an American, even though one of the greatest American Doesn't filmmakers, matter. Michael Mann, is making it. But Adam Driver is Slaps. stunning in that fucking film. Hell yeah. I love him in that. If you're going to do an accent, do it like that. Or like Ridley Scott, forego it. He also, not only is he doing an accent, he's got to play someone who's like 20 years older than he is. Convince me though. Ferrari, fucking, for all the dads out there who are our new fucking, who are our new listeners. Yeah. Ferrari rips. Everybody I really enjoyed Ferrari. (laughs) Enjoyed the low ceiling. If you tell anybody about this podcast, only tell their dad. Only tell dads. Tell them to tell their dad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. After the burning of Moscow, Napoleon retreats comes back he hears that josephine is unwell right no no sorry he leaves moscow he comes back he kind of abandons his army and the french rulers are like oh yeah hey napoleon that's not cool we're gonna send you away so he goes away to elba his first uh his mm-hmm. first uh retirement forced retirement that's right um he hears that uh josephine is sick and he wants to return to power in france so he comes back and he goes to the house that she's been trapped mm-hmm. in and she's died. That's actually a very sad scene, I thought, where yeah. he's he doesn't arrive in time to see her. That's where he meets Josephine's daughter, her older daughter, her daughter. Who's yes. Now right. I recall. Ripe of yeah. age. And she's like, well, she's like an adult. Yeah. You weren't here. Yeah. I thought I thought that scene was very like emotional and well, well done. Beautiful. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. The king of France sends there's OK. So he sends the fifth regiment to stop Napoleon. And this is a scene where I think I hope that the director's cut can shine some light on because mm. napoleon is like hey i served with all you guys you remember how much he loved me right you know lovable old scamp napoleon of course five foot one napoleon <laughs> i'm a little silly goose. <laughs> yeah, i'm just a little little I'm guy a little guy he's like hey fifth regiment <laughs> oink, oink, oink. 
<laughs> all the nerds like, what about the sixth? Or- <laughs> go away. Go away. You know what the sixth regiment was doing at the time? <laughs> fucking jam their dicks. Fucking big. Blow. The, it's, it's in history. The 1815 sixth regiment yeah. circle jerk was a big thing. Just sipping yeah. bath water doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking salt As burning. As our good friend Steven says, hashtag bring a straw. <laughs> Just a salt burning over in fucking oh, 100%. Nice or wherever the fuck. Who gives God. a shit? Who gives a shit? The sixth regiment worst <laughs> not even the good one i've seen better yeah. yeah we've seen better regiments uh so but he's like he's like hey we served together like why don't you instead of stopping me why don't you join me <laughs> retake france and the fifth regiment is like that sounds great now napoleon doesn't spend really enough time with no. his troops that it's hard to buy this scene and i hope that the director's cut can shed some light on that exactly because the movie is like doing two things where it's like great general fucked up guy yeah and yeah. it's like i want more of the great general bit yeah even though like even if he's it, a c- faulty general okay here yeah here's the thing though is like i understand that there's in my the way that i read things there's like a critical consensus that it's like you have to talk about how people from history were really bad if you don't then you, you're a terrible thank film. you yes and I know that Napoleon was not a very good guy. Yeah. But I do want to see that like great general shit. I want to see, I want to know. I, I, get, I totally get it. But I feel like a lot of the complaints are that, why are you showing him as a fucking twat? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not show him as a twat? Yeah, why not? And also someone is good at battle, but you know I don't what? know. I, I, f- I feel like it goes against a lot of the sentiment. It's like, yeah, but historically he was so smart and super. You know what? That I don't want to, I don't want to turn our, on our audience. I think it's the dad market. I think dads are just like, yeah, man. I kind of thought of myself as the Napoleon of the household. <laughs> and now I it's know. all, you know, the woke mind virus is infecting <laughs> middle America. <laughs> They've done it yeah. again. All right, dads. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Checked out. <laughs> Checked out. Join my dad in not liking our show. Wait till we get our dad's subreddit um, and... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, put on blast. So uh, he retakes the throne of France, and Brit- the British, the British mm-hmm. are like, we're gonna get off our boats finally. Yeah. Stop fucking jaying our sailor d's. Yeah, man. And we're gonna get on land. And we're gonna kick your ass. And the fucking guy who plays the fucking Rupert Everett. Rupert fucking Rupert Everett. Rupert fucking Everett. Fucking what so good, dude. man. Love the guy. A dude who is just like such a fucking fox in yes. the early two thousands, and was just like. Just a beautiful, the mm. most. He was the, he, he was, was like more British than Hugh Grant, and just so fucking. <laughs> yes. Man, he's gotten older. King he's King. great in this movie. Yeah. I fucking love him in this. He's yeah. fantastic. He's not there for t- too much. No, he's he. Um, what's it? Wellington, Duke Wellington. Wellington. Yeah, yeah. He's just so like the only other general <laughs> outside of yeah. Balsington. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Much respect to Wellington. Go on. Yeah. He's just like, I shall show this Napoleon what's what. Yep. And boy, does he. Yeah. Mm. He's like, Balsington? (laughs) Out of commission. Pack my bags, Mr. Balsington. (laughs) And uh, and then the Battle of Waterloo happens. Yeah. Beautiful. Spoiler alert, Napoleon loses in that one. It's okay. He's dead now. Uh, Yeah, he's been dead for a couple years. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. He died before Prince. (laughs) I'm just saying a lot. (laughs) I was going to be like, wait. (laughs) Yeah. That was a long time Died ago. Died before Bowie. Wow. Um, yeah. And then Napoleon gets captured one more time and they send him to St. Helena. Yeah. The island. And that's. Just off to a fucking rock. Gone. And they're like, enjoy this rock. 
and he's trying to just being bored with his two young children and he's like i'd rather drop still dead. wearing his hat and his admiral's <laughs> uniform. yeah i like that scene at the very end it's i thought great. that was very good it's yeah. great yeah. yeah he's still trying to go out as himself doesn't matter i think i think there's like i think that scene actually encapsulates an idea that the film doesn't fully get grasp at yeah but where he says like he's talking to the kids and they're like they don't know about his exploits. Mm-hmm. And he says, doesn't he say, he says something like, sorry, I've only seen this once. And it was in November. So. Yeah, we only saw But he, he was yeah. like, he says something. He was like, I was once like the greatest general. Yeah. And they kind of giggle it off. And they're they... just like, <laughs> shut up, dad. <laughs> they're like, yeah, go tell other dads. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. done with this. Go, go fucking talk to him about it on Joe Rogan. And then they go back to doing yeah. their TikTok dance. It's great. Yeah. And then he dies. I th- I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Just like uh, just a, a nothing end for him. Mm-hmm. Fitting. I, I think that those endings are really effective. Yeah. When people die in obscurity, kind yeah. of. Because of the, the, the fun irony is that like, yes, at the time, Napoleon died, not so much in obscurity, but generally like it's like the world is moving on without a person like Napoleon. Yeah. yeah and then it's yeah. like this dude as we know now with all mm-hmm. the historians pissing their pants over this film, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was like a very big deal in history. I like those kind of endings where it's like, it, it's, it's extra sad when it's like, dude, you don't know how important you were to the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it's, why the people are mad. I guess so. That's where they're like, oh, he didn't get his comeuppance as like a medium sized rat. And now <laughs> they're only showing him as a tiny little rat. Like, all right, watch Napoleon two when it's seven hours long. I can't wait. Catch yeah. up. Can't wait for Napoleon too. Yeah, dude. About literally Napoleon too. <laughs> That's right. Napoleon the second. I keep thinking it's gonna be like a Beethoven type movie where it's a dog named Napoleon, but it's yeah, teeny. It was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that was man. a banger. All right. Dude. All right. I have a hot. Take. You have a hot take about Napoleon. During during the first watch, Napoleon the movie reminds me a lot of Shrek the movie. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you what, and it's not because of Lord Farquaad. That guy's clearly Napoleon. We get it. Yeah. Tiny little dude, narcissist, manipulator. John Lithgow, right? John Lithgow. Yeah. Is he John Lithgow? Either. Yeah, isn't he voiced by Lithgow? Either, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. And he... he not Eddie Murphy, tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, Vanessa Kirby. Uh, no, she's not Eddie Murphy. It's. It feels like they try to show this like brutish ogre who is Napoleon, as also the movie Shrek, where it's like, he's just not going to be likable because he's just good at battles and nothing else. Because that's what everyone thinks about him. That's what yeah. But then he falls in love with another sweet pretend ogre, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. She's kind of a fuck rat. A little bit. I mean, so she's- So is she, Fiona. She's, she practices infidelity. There you what are. What's the word for it? She, she's- Yeah. Yeah. Fiona is a princess who's like, oh, I'll take any Prince Charming who can come and get me. And you know Fiona fucked. You know she fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she wasn't even sleeping yeah. at Sleeping Beauty. She was just yeah. resting. She was like, I mean, I'll take the guy who kisses me, but I would rather fuck. Yeah, she's doing yeah. the roofing, guys. That's I haven't seen Shrek since I was 11 years old. I don't know what the fuck happens in that film. Damn. Yeah. Okay, one day. No. One day. <laughs> when the, when the two-four-hour yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Napoleon my, uh, comes out. Yeah. I'm going to cut it out and put, put my foot down and say no. <laughs> you know, say, hey. You don't want to see the Napoleon hey, of our no. times, aka yeah. Shrek? No, the Napoleon of our time is this film, Napoleon. Oh, right. Yeah. Another lovable ogre. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Except it's for. Made me, it's made me yeah. think of it. 
And Donkey is Britain. All right. You're going to have to write this up on some other platform because I'm not sure. Hey, if what I'm, the heck? Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm I'm just that. saying. Lovable guy. Misunderstood. Just wants his own swamp. You could say that about so many films, though. You could say that about Bo's Afraid. He's not lovable. <laughs> Bo is not lovable. <laughs> Nothing likable about Bo. Not good at battle. <laughs> Can't fuck. What? What are you saying? You'd Go, balls you up. have a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Shrek. Yeah. Shrek and both <sighs> big balls. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, this was fucking dope. Go watch, go watch Napoleon. Try and guys. see it in theaters if you can. It's a very, I, I like this cinematic. movie. I, I mean, yeah, I like it. I don't, I think people are really hard on it because yeah. you know what though? They're kind of like that with every Ridley Scott movie. Cause if you look at fucking House of Gucci too, people are like, well, that never really happened. And it's like, yeah, who gives a shit? It's fucking Adam Driver being a fucking crazy extra <laughs> Italian, which he clearly learned from for Ferrari. I'm sorry. I think you mean Jared Leto being yeah. crazy yeah. Italian. Yeah. That's the thing. Adam Driver is like the most chill in that film. And then <laughs> yeah. they have like fucking Lady Gaga and Jared Leto. I just, I, I don't think people, I, I think people need to like yeah. just enjoy the film. Like okay. it's really, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good Take movie. a big bag of popcorn. Yeah. It's going to be loud in there. Your crunches won't be yeah. louder than the battles. And fucking grab that cannonball, yeah. send it to mother. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dads. Dads, you know what I'm saying. Dads, you know what's this up. This has been The Low Ceiling. Evan John. I'm Next free. week, we're doing a, a better film. Oh. And also one of my favorite films of all time. We're not going to say what it is. No. We're going to tune in next it's week. It's a Tony Scott movie, out. but I'll tell you that much. Yeah, boy. And it fucking rules. Mm-hmm. And Some. all I'll say about it is that forgiveness is between <laughs> them and God. Mm. And it's just up to me to read the media. Thank you for listening, guys.